Hello and welcome to Talk To Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive of Behavioral Health for Providence, Oregon, and Chief Clinical Officer of For Work To Be Well. In today's podcast, we're discussing how to beat feelings of burnout. This is one of the favorite topics I love talking with people about because you know what? Everybody feels burned out at some point or another, sometimes multiple times in a month, a week, or a year. So this is gonna be a good thing for us to talk about. Joining me in this discussion are some seniors from Work To Be Well's National Student Advisory Council. Actually, I think we have more than seniors today. I think we actually have a whole diversity of different grades with us today. So uh, this is gonna be fun to talk about it from a bunch of different perspectives. But first, as a reminder, the information provided during this podcast is for educational purposes only. It's not intended, nor is it implied, to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Let's get started by having each of you introduce yourself, where you're from, and tell me about the last time you were burned out. Hi everyone, my name is Haley and I'm a senior from Washington State. I've actually been feeling really burned out the last few weeks and the last few months, especially with finals, college apps. It's been really tough. So. I'm really happy and excited to be able to talk about my experience and also learn more about how my fellow NSEC members experience burnout. Hi, I'm Alex Oppenheim from Las Vegas, Nevada, currently a senior in high school. And I think I really felt major burnout probably about two weeks ago, and I'm still on the tail end of getting over it. Hi, my name is Dominic Binbang, and I'm a um, sophomore from Georgia. And honestly, I felt burnout Oh, this past week as well, um, due to the fact that I've just been taking a lot of AP classes and they've definitely been getting to me. Um, the AP classes have definitely been APing. Um, but I love I, I love being able to discuss burnout because it's something that I definitely um, relate to. Oh, uh, well, I relate to burnout as well. Uh, I can tell you uh, in the healthcare world, I think all of us have been feeling burned out since... Uh, well, we were probably burned out before the pandemic, then the pandemic comes, and I don't know that we've ever fully recovered. But when you hear somebody, you know, I know what I look for, and I know clinically what I think about for burnout, but when you hear somebody say they're burned out, what what images come to mind? What are the some of the common symptoms you think of that you recognize yourself, or even better, you recognize in other people? Personally, oh. I feel like some like common experiences or symptoms of burnout include losing motivation to do things, whether it's regarding your schoolwork, extracurriculars, or just your favorite hobbies, and you just kind of lose that passion and drive to do things that you love doing, and also feeling tired really easily and not being able to sleep or just feeling really overwhelmed overall. Something I've noticed is just a complete lack of motivation. And then a lack of really caring. It's I know for me these past couple of weeks, just I haven't cared about doing my assignments for some of my AP classes. I'm like, it doesn't matter at a certain point, and I just didn't have the energy nor will to just make myself do my work. So that's how I can really tell that I'm starting to get burnt out. For me, uh, something that I recognize um, with burnout is, I guess, the feeling of 
knowing that you need to um, accomplish something or do something, but you just generally don't have the motivation to do it. Like there's just something inside of you that's that keeps on reminding you in your head that, oh, I need to com- complete this task for this club or I need to complete this assignment for this class. But you just you you're you're you just rot in your bed or you just rot somewhere because you just don't have the motivation to get up and do it. I completely feel that right now. Like I have an essay I need to write for my English class, like a cause and effect essay. And I just haven't had any motivation to do any work for it. Even though like back in my mind every day, I'm like, I need to work on this. I need to do it. But I'm just like, I, I, I'm not. I literally agree with rotting. Cause I say that to myself and my parents all the time. I'm like, I just rotting on my bed. I don't want to do anything. Like I have these, like I take a few AP classes. So I always have like, thousands of assignments to do it but like knowing i despite knowing i have all these assignments i just don't want to do that and i just curl in my bed put my blanket on turn my lights off and just you know rot that is such a visceral visual of of just rotting away into into nothingness do you ever notice um either in yourself or in other people i get irritated when i'm burned out and I get really, I have like a flashy temper and I will snap at people I never snap at. That's actually so real because for me, especially because I don't live with my parents. So whenever I FaceTime them and they're like, have you done your homework? Are you studying for this test? And I always get so mad. I'm like, can we not, can we just not talk about work right now? <laughs> like, can we talk about something else? Please? And I get so frustrated and I never ever like get angry at them over like a simple question. And it's like particularly so when I'm feeling really tired or burnt out because I just don't want to talk about anything related to work. And I started, I start getting upset. I'm really supportive of, um, I'm really su- uh, supportive of like my, f- my friends, like um, in school, especially, but whenever I get burned out and um, because I'm, I'm used to like making high grades and um, you know, like challenging myself through my classes. So, but whenever I'm just like feeling completely burned out and um, because of that burnout, I don't do good on like a test or a quiz and I'm like, oh yeah, I made an 85 on um the quiz and my friend, like the other day I made an 85 on this AP chemistry quiz and uh, my friend came up to me and she asked me, oh, like, um, what did you make on the quiz? I told her I made an 85 and she was like, um, oh yeah, I made, um, I made a 97, I made a 97 on it. And I, I was just, I was happy for her, but at the same time, there was just like a feeling in me that was just like biting my tongue. I don't know what it was. I'm usually not like the jealous type because of that. It's no, I, I completely get that. It's these past couple of weeks. I'm like the president coach of the archery club at my school and I, I love archery. I love it but I've just had like no motivation to have to like teach people, deal with all this stuff. And we have this one kid, nicest kid. Like he always helps set up, tear down. And he was asking me a question. I just gave him the complete cold shoulder. And he was like, is there anything wrong? And I just did not respond to him. And I feel really bad because he's so nice. He was there to just to help. But I'm just, I was just so tired, so burnt out that day. I just didn't want to have to deal with any amount of human interaction. That's such a key thing there. It's like any amount of human interaction when you're burned out, anything, even if it's somebody who's doing something nice for you, can be so annoying and painful and crummy. It, it reminds me of like going to like Dutch Bros to get a coffee. 
And then the people just keep talking to you. Like, you don't have to lean out of the window and be halfway in my car. It's okay. You can, I can, we can just sit here in that awkward silence. Yeah, there are so many times where you just don't want to have to interact people, interact with people, but you have to put on that face and deal with it. And it just drains you so much. No, I completely agree with that because usually when I go to like the grocery store or like get the coffee or something, I always like talking to the people working there. But there's just some days where I'm like, just don't talk to me, please. Like, leave me alone. I wear my cap and I look down and I'm like, like you throw your headphones in, you just keep walking, you don't interact, you just don't want to have to deal with any of it. Exactly. Oh, my stars. I, I could so relate. So, okay, y'all are young people in that teen category. What do you think causes burnout? What What do you get burned out over? I feel like for me, especially being a senior, I know like me and a lot of my peers, we've spent a lot of time this year working on college applications and it's just writing essay after essay after essay. And you get burned out really easily trying to reflect on everything you've done and also stressing over whether your essay is good enough, whether your grades are good enough, whether your extracurriculars are good enough, whether your this idea about being good enough for colleges. And just thinking about that, it really just affects your own mental health. And for me personally, it really affected my motivation to do things that I love. And I just felt really tired and unmotivated a lot of the time. So I would definitely say college applications and just trying to get good grades for the rest of the year. I think it's also just feeling like you know what the outcome's already going to be. I know with a lot of seniors, are like, I'm already into college, so it doesn't matter. But then for me, like, on some of my stuff, like, I just don't want to try because I know no matter what I do, I'm not going to get that 100% of that A that I want. Like, in my English class, I love the teacher, but no matter how much time and effort I put into an essay, I will never get over an 85%. So it's always in the back of my mind, like, why stress myself out, put so much time into it now when I could just wait for the last minute and get the same exact grade? So it's really the feeling of, like, I already know what's coming, so why even try? Going back to um, what Haley said, I, like, completely, like, ag- like agree um, with what you said. Like, the stress of just something that I definitely believe causes burnout is, um, I guess, the I guess the way how um like your academic achievements and um extracurriculars have kind of been i don't know weaponized in today's age like if you go on tiktok and you scroll through you're you're gonna see those college admissions videos and they'll show somebody who like who like found a cure it's like a got made a vaccine or something and it just you just like feel the need to like constantly compare yourself and compare and like come and like Think about how many AP classes you're taking, how many extracurriculars you're doing, and it just like demotivates you whenever like um, whenever you um, like don't make a grade that you set set out to make, and like like with with Alex said like sometimes I get into like that cycle of thinking where like in AP chemistry I always think that like I'll never be able to make a 100 on that assignment, um, Mm -hmm. so I just like procrastinate on it and that cycle of procrastination then leads me to become extremely burnt out and i guess not being able again rotting i think it's like comparison trying to compare yourself to others because i know those tiktok videos it's like the what college did he get accepted to and it's like we had two non-profits so many extracurriculars it's like rejected 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 it's like if he can't get in why would i even get in exactly. and 
it's like it's just trying to compare yourself to other people it's like almost comparative suffering it's not worth it because what you're going through what you what you have done is so valuable and then trying to compare it to other people and almost demean yourself make yourself not feel good enough you're just going to push yourself into that cycle of burnout of i'm not good enough why try that's literally the realest thing ever because my tiktok is just my high school stats this is where i got into scroll rejected scroll stopped it and like there's people who are getting rejected from all these schools with like a 1590 sat with like a billion different extracurriculars and then i'm like if these people aren't getting in what am i doing with my life like that constant comparison and that that just keeps like constantly stresses me out because i me knowing that these people who are so much better than me they're not getting into like top tier colleges colleges or colleges that they want to go to and what makes me think that i'm able to like achieve what i want to and that constant cycle of thinking i'm not good enough and comparing myself to other people this kind of causes me a lot of stress and burnout hey it's that mindset right there you just said the people that are better than me better than me they're not better than you they just have a different skill set they have a different set of things they've done because i already know that there's not many people better than you and then trying to be like, oh, these people are better in this sense. I, I can almost guarantee a lot of those people who put all this time in won't be able to have a conversation like this. So trying to like be like, they're better than me, so bad. Live in yourself, be happy and prideful in yourself because don't go comparing yourself to other people. That's how you like make yourself seem so small when you're not. I definitely have to work on changing my mindset because you know that mindset is really affecting my mental health. So thank you for that. See, I love it when we can come together and problem solve in the middle of a podcast. Uh, because, you know, burnout and that increased pressure, I don't know about, about you all. I mean, you're, you're in different places in school. But coming out of the COVID world and coming out of when everybody was in Zoom classes and it was all, you know, all the kind of pressures that were coming out of that. Do you feel that, that the pressures are more, are greater now that we're in this this post world than they were you know even maybe before do you feel like there's more expectations of you i don't know if there's more expectations but i think people haven't shifted their mindset from pre-covid to post-covid and what we've gone through they still want to keep that pre-covid mindset of here's how a teenager should be here's how they should be able to function without taking to the fact that most of us spent a year isolated from other people so it's not that they're expecting more, it's they haven't changed what they expect from us. And they don't take into account how we have changed as people. Because so I know now, post-COVID, like, I think of what I want to do so much more. Because I tell myself at times, like, oh, I went through COVID, I did all this, I'm going to have me time, I'm going to take that step back, separate my school and personal life balance. And I don't think a lot of places have realized that we have started to do that. I feel like for me during COVID, because we're all stuck at stuck in our homes with our families and our parents, I feel like there, for me individually, personally, I feel like there's been more expectations because now that I've spent so much time with my parents, hours daily more than usual before COVID, they kind of have a better understanding of how I operate in terms of doing work doing homework and stuff and to them it's kind of like i'm not working hard enough so there's kind of an increased expectation of how much i should be working post-covid now that everything's kind of back to normal 
and not similar to how it was during COVID. So I feel like that experience of being in COVID and having longer time, longer amount of hours spent with family just kind of increased the increases the expectation that's held on me. During COVID, Haley, would you do schoolwork just because you had nothing else to do? I, okay, because during COVID, I was back home in Singapore and we had exams through the screen. So we had to like, posi- like have two devices and we had to position our camera so they were facing our papers and then we will be like taking tests through the screen. So I had, I still had to study for it. So I still had to work really hard for it. It's, but did you spend almost like more time than you would before because you had nothing but time? I would say that I actually might have worked less hard just because kind of we're not actually in school and it's kind of more chill at home. So maybe I, I, was, I didn't work as hard enough, actually. Because I've heard like the opposite from some of my friends that yeah. during COVID, they had nothing else to do. So they poured themselves into schoolwork. And now that we're back in like this regular lifestyle, their parents still expect them to be at that COVID level of work, not realizing that, hey, now they have a social life. They're not stuck in their room all day. See, the thing with me is that I can always find something to do as long as it's not work. Like, if I don't want to be doing work, there's literally, I can do anything. I can find something and the time would just pass by and I'll be like, okay, slay. Like, you know, I'm the same exact way. I don't know what you think, Dominic. Do you have any, like, experiences or ideas? Yeah. Um, So I was in middle school when COVID happened. It struck when I was in sixth grade. Um, So I was, like, at the start, like, in our school system, um, my, like, my class, class of 2026, is defined as the COVID generation. Class of 2026 through class of 2028, I think. And um, expectations for us are definitely higher, like, my my um my grade at my my like class at my school is a lot more competitive than um than other than other grades like class 24 and class 25 at least in at least at my school because we were kind of um pushed back and now um be, because like we were pushed back we have to um we we have to get back on a level so they're kind of like trying to um, accelerate us uh, uh, to to get back on track. So that's definitely led to a lot of like stress, and um, it, that stuff led, led to like a lot of stress with trying to catch up and trying to, I guess, prove that um, prove that we can still that that we're that we're that that we're still at at the that we're still going to be able so to be at the, that um, at the level you need to be at. Exactly. Sorry, it's I was something. Just, you know, Oh, no, I get it. Something that I've always kind of wondered about, because being a senior, I started off my high school years at on. I started off high school being online. But for you, I it was your seventh, seventh grade year that was online. Have you noticed a lot of your peers maybe falling behind in the like almost like the social awareness scene? Just because seventh grade is such like a developmental year where you learn all the different social cues and really how to be around people. And missing out on that, I feel like just is so detrimental to understanding other people. Yes. Um, I my school system, they did this thing where um what was it? 
yeah, there some some um like some kids like in seventh grade could sign up to spend their first semester online and then come back during the second semester, while the other kids they could experience a full school year. And I was one of the kids that um unfortunately went through first semester completely online. So I definitely had a step back um in terms of social awareness. Like I don't think I would have been able to step like regain some of my social awareness cues if it wasn't for me like joining like an organization like f like fbla where i was able to um you know meet new people and like develop my like confidence mm -hmm. but um i def yeah i definitely understand that sentiment um yeah i that that is that is um true because i've kind of noticed it from like the outside perspective because in my school district we didn't really go back to like any in-person school during that like 2020 2021 year like, they had hybrid classes, but they kind of sucked, for being honest. So, like, I've seen it from the outside of, like, I can tell these kids miss their sixth and seventh grade years. But, like, having that inside perspective is really, like, it's it's cool to be able to hear from somebody who went through that. You know, it's, it's interesting because I, I think you're right when you bring up the issue of middle school is that place where you learn – you know, elementary school was was very much, you know, teacher tells you what to do and you're not really an independent learning. Middle school is where you learn that independent, more independent style of learning that you're going to need in high school. Right. On top of all the social stuff. So when you're stuck in the Zoom world and it was doubly bad because it wasn't just the Zoom world you were stuck in. The entire educational system had to tip itself on its head and figure out how to react in a Zoom world. I think that middle school generation probably got hit the hardest. Oh, definitely. Because they never got to experience having to rely on themselves to getting work done. Because they had that constant reminder of parents being home was so easy to talk to parents oh. or parents or teachers. They never got to experience that being home alone and having to get their work done. Independence. Yeah. And now they gain it. They don't really know what to do with it. You know, I think we've got to do an episode on that middle school COVID generation. Dominic, you, you down for that? Absolutely. Definitely. All right. Well, I'm going to steer us back towards burnout uh, and, and a little bit more towards talking about, you know, what resources do you wish you had to help you manage? I mean, you all have worked to be well. You're educated. You know these things. What do you wish your school had done to prepare you for burnout? I kind of, I kind of wish they had like, sort of, this is, this, this might be a little silly, but kind of coloring like sheets or something relaxing in classrooms so that when we're feeling really stressed out during classes or something, we can just sit in the corner and color until we feel a little better or feel ready to come back into the lesson. Because it might not seem like something significant, but coloring is something that's really calming and it can help to release your stress and also help you feel a lot better when you're experiencing burnout or when you just need a break. So definitely resources like that, like just maybe a little quiet corner or a coloring corner or something like that. That would be really nice. I think if teachers were a little more educated on modern day burnout of teenagers, because I wish I could go up to my teachers and explain like that I'm really feeling like this sense of being burnt out. And I know with some of my teachers, if I was to like explain like, yeah, I'm feeling really burnt out, I'm really unmotivated, they would tell me, well, you just need to try harder. And no matter how much you tell me to try harder or do better, it's not going to change how I'm feeling. 
So if they were a little more educated on what it's like to really be burnt out as a teenager and how they can adapt their style of teaching, you know, even the style of work we're given to help us through those like rough patches. Yes, I definitely agree with both with um what both of you um said. I wish like going back to um what both of you said, um I wish that not only that not only, I wish that we had a stronger support system um through teachers and administrators that understood um burnout mm -hmm. because whenever kids get into get placed in uh, get placed slash sign up in honors and ap classes i'm a firm believer that everybody has the ability to excel in those but i think the problem with that and the reason why so many um kids get burnt out especially like if you if you went through the um gifted kid cycle you you know what i'm talking about but um like get like the reason why so many i feel like so many gifted kids get burned out is because not everybody um learns at the same pace and level and so and i do believe that everybody has the ability to excel at you know these le these levels of um rigor but when you, when i guess teachers and administrators aren't necessarily understanding that some kids need more time and pacing with that it leads to students um being burnt out as a result of that and i just wish that there was more training and more um education and more awareness about that and in that gifted kid space this is the first time for a lot of them that stuff has been difficult and it's been hard for them and they don't know how to handle schoolwork being hard they they can't just fly through they don't know how to ask for help because they've never needed to. And something I just wanted to touch on was when burnout really hits, because I've noticed to me, even like all four years of high school, it's always like the stretch of January, like the last two weeks of January to the first two weeks of February. So you have nothing to be looking forward to. All the holidays over, like the first two weeks of January, for me at least, I'm still riding that like holiday high. like. Yeah, yeah, I just had all that, just got to see family, and now it's just going down. I don't have – I mean, I have one Monday off like three weeks from now, and that's what I'm looking forward to. It's just so demoralizing. I literally agree with that. Whenever there's like no breaks coming up, I'm just sad. <laughs> like there's yeah. nothing to look forward to. But I have my midwinter break in about two weeks, so I got a week off. So that's what's getting me through these next two weeks. Yeah, that's, that's nice. It's – so – my school district changed up how they're going to do like our spring break. And now it's going to be the start. And so it's going to be at the end of our third quarter is our spring break. So our fourth quarter, we have one day off the entire time. And this is the first year it's going to be like that. And I can only see myself getting so burnt out because fourth quarter, you have that last push, you have AP tests coming up, you have finals for dual credit classes and not having that like break in the middle it's going to like, I, I can already see myself getting burnt out because I'm just going to be pushing so hard and not have time off to recover. And so you bring up that question that as we're coming down to the wire here on our episode, we've talked about how you deal with burnout and you've all just talked about and set up how you're going to get more burned out. So how do we prevent getting there to begin with? So in our last few minutes, what are some strategies you use to maybe take the edge off and prevent a little burnout? For me, I really like to journal and set up like 
time blocks, time schedules for me so that I'm able to really balance all the work that I do, put in bricks for myself to ensure that I'm not constantly working hours straight and making sure that I get the rest that I need when I need to. And also when I'm feeling like my mental health isn't that great, taking the initiative to kind of talk to my teachers to get kind of extensions on work and so that I won't feel too overwhelmed at once. So some strategies definitely would be um, trying to open up to your teachers, especially if you're struggling a lot, and also doing some journaling or time blocking. It's I The time blocking, Haley, is a great thing for me. It's setting out like the two, th- two and a half hours I want to work, what I want to accomplish during that time, and making sure that I'm doing that, staying on topic, staying on task, but then also not pushing back the time I allotted for myself. Because a big thing for me is sleep. When I don't sleep, I am everything's off. So making sure I prioritize my sleep instead of getting stuff done. Because if I'm not okay, my schoolwork is not going to be anywhere near true. okay. That's so true. In order for me to prevent burnout, um, to prevent burnout from occurring in the first place, I like to find a kind of an emotional, um, an emotional cover that I can that I can use to not only re- not only reward myself and make myself know that my hard work is not only paying off, but also to just take a break. So what I, um, there's two things that I do. I either A, um, I either A, like just go, go on my phone, go on Do Not Disturb and for like an hour and turn on music um, just to, you know, kind of calm myself, cal- calm myself down from everything that's happening or, I like to find support in other people that are going through the same thing because one thing that I've learned is that if you're going through a through a situation, nine times out of ten, talking to somebody who's also going through the same thing will help you find some will help you find some closure about it and also help you maybe even help you find solutions to it. So I like to talk to one of my friends. Um, that's all that might also be going through burnout or might also be taking the same um, classes at uh, classes as me and doing the same activities as me just so just so at least I have someone that I can relate to and um, that kind of helps me um, then get back on track it's one more thing I really want to throw in is I like to really find a way to disconnect so I don't like doing schoolwork in the same in my room because that's why I sleep. When I'm in my room, I don't want to be thinking about school. So I try my best to have a separate space where I work so I can have that safe space of my room and let my mind rest. Cause I think we've seen it even post COVID where people worked in their bedrooms. They never had that disconnect and turn off. So if you can find that way to turn your mind off and let it rest, it's going to help prevent burnout. Well, I want to thank you all for being here and sharing your wisdom, your expertise, and all your wonderful thoughts about burnout. We're going to link this episode to our Emotional First Aid Toolkit module, which has lots of great resources to help you deal with burnout. And you can check us out there on worktobewell.org. That's work2bewell.org, where if you look in our curriculum, you will find that Emotional First Aid Toolkit, and you can make one for yourself, which will help you with your burnout. This has been Talk to Be Well today. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson. Be well, everybody.